Coming up on 5-Minute News. New York Chinatown's secret police station exposed. White homeowner charged with shooting of young black man. And Merrick Garland will hold Russian war criminals to account. It's Tuesday, April 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Two men were arrested on Monday on charges that they helped to establish a secret police station in New York City on behalf of the Chinese government. And about three dozen officers with China's National Police Force were charged with using social media to harass dissidents inside the United States, authorities said yesterday. The cases are part of a series of Justice Department prosecutions in recent years aimed at disrupting Chinese government efforts to locate, in America, pro-democracy activists and others who are openly critical of Beijing's policies and to suppress their speech. One of three cases announced yesterday concerns a local branch of the Chinese Ministry of Public Security that had operated inside an office building in Manhattan's Chinatown neighborhood before closing last fall amid an FBI investigation. The two men who were arrested were acting under the direction and control of a Chinese government official and deleted communication with that official from their phones after learning of the FBI's probe in an apparent effort to obstruct the inquiry, according to the Justice Department. Though China is believed to be operating secret police outposts in countries around the globe, Justice Department officials said these arrests were the first of their kind anywhere in the world. At no point did the men register with the Justice Department as agents of a foreign government, and though the secret police station did perform some basic services, such as helping Chinese citizens renew their Chinese driver's licenses, it also served a more sinister function, including helping the Chinese government locate a pro-democracy activist of Chinese descent living in California. Justice Department officials in recent years have prioritized prosecutions of what's known as transnational repression, in which foreign governments work to identify, intimidate, and silence dissidents in the U.S. An 85-year-old white man who shot a black teen that approached the wrong house in Kansas City, Missouri, while trying to pick up his younger brothers, has been charged with first-degree assault, the Clay County prosecutor said yesterday. Prosecuting attorney Zachary Thompson said at a news conference that there was a racial component to the incident on Thursday night in which Andrew Lester twice shot 16-year-old Ralph Yarl, who is recovering at home after being released from the hospital on Sunday. But nothing in the charging document says the shooting was racially motivated, Thompson clarified, after initial concerns that the race element was being ignored by authorities. The shooting outraged many in Kansas City and across the country. Civic and political leaders demanded justice, and some, including lawyers for Yarl, pressed the racial dimension of the case. Vice President Kamala Harris wrote on Twitter that no child should ever live in fear of being shot for ringing the wrong doorbell. The Missouri Senate held a moment of silence for Yarl on Monday. The assault charge carries a penalty of up to life in prison. Lester was also charged with armed criminal action, which has a penalty range of 3 to 15 years in prison.
Thompson said an arrest warrant was issued, but Lester was not yet in custody. 16-year-old Yarl, an honor student and all-state band member, was supposed to pick up his two younger brothers on Thursday night when he approached the wrong house. Lester came to the door and shot Yarl in the forehead and then shot him again in the right forearm. No words were exchanged before the shooting, but afterward, as Yarl got up to run, he heard Lester yell, Don't come around here, the statement said. Yarl ran to multiple homes asking for help before finding someone who would call the police. The shooting happened in a middle-class neighborhood in North Kansas City. Yarl was sent to pick up his twin brothers. He didn't have a phone with him and went to the wrong block. His aunt, Faith Spoonmore, wrote on a GoFundMe page set up to help pay medical bills. By Monday afternoon, $1.4 million had been raised. In a joint press conference on Monday with Ukrainian Prosecutor General Andriy Kostin, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the US would take additional legal measures to combat Russian war criminals. The Justice Department will send an experienced prosecutor to The Hague to be based at the European Union Agency for Criminal Justice Cooperation. That appointment will require greater DOJ resources to international partners fighting the Russian war machine. Additionally, the DOJ will send a resident legal advisor to the U.S. Embassy in Kiev to work on a variety of complex justice sector issues. Criminal justice reform is generally required of countries who want to attain NATO and EU membership. The new DOJ measures follow Garland's trip to Ukraine last month, during which he signed a memorandum of understanding that formalizes U.S. cooperation with the Ukraine Joint Investigative Team, which is investigating core international crimes committed in Ukraine. The experienced prosecutor, whom the DOJ will detail to The Hague, will assist the JIT in its investigations. Kostin thanked the US for its efforts and reiterated that Ukraine remains committed to criminal justice reform. He also highlighted the joint effort entitled Task Force Klepto Capture, a team of prosecutors, agents, analysts, translators and others that continues to bring prosecutions and effect seizures against sanctioned enablers of the Kremlin and the Russian military. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.